Well, fellas, another uh, season of Cornhusker football has come and gone. Um, another disappointment uh, ending to the season. Um, another loss to Iowa. Make that five years in a row now. Boom. Uh, two years in a row in uh, walk-off field goal fashion. Um, just uh, another disappointing end to the Nebraska season, and it makes it three years in a row now that uh, Nebraska will not going, be going bowling. Uh, welcome into the Big Red Revival podcast. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Goldenstein. With me, always, uh, the quarterback, Zach Raby, and the coach, Drew Burson. So, guys, like I said, it's five years in a row now. Uh, we've lost to our uh, quote-unquote rival, um, Iowa. And um, just kind of give me your general overview of the game. Um, it was kind of a game, a tale of two halves. Um, first half came out flat. Second half battled back. Uh, we got the spark from uh, McCaffrey. And, uh, you know, of course, had to end it on a uh, walk-off field goal. Zach, what'd you, you were at the game, right? So tell me what you saw uh, out there first to second half. Well, I'm glad this is the first year of our podcast, so we didn't have to talk about this five years in a row. Oh. But, um, <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I can't. I can't. Um, no, I was at the game. It was uh, it was cold. It was rainy. It was kind of your your ideal Big Ten yeah. end of the season uh, elements type game. Uh, stood on ice the whole game, so that was really fun. Oh, but yeah. um, no, it was you know it was tough to go. We can't we can't continue to spot teams, especially teams that are disciplined and 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 solid like Iowa. Mm-hmm. You know that early lead, and again that the, that reverse was kind of what's what broke it open at the beginning, and yeah, we man. haven't been able to stop that all year. So that's extremely frustrating. And then it's discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah this one. When the play goes away, you stay home. Backside yeah, and, contain. Outside backer, cornerback, stay home. Yeah, yep. it's it's just kind of been you know a play that you know gets at us and, and is very effective against our slow linebacker play. And so um, again, you can't you can't let a team like that go up early and you know expect to you know come back. But right. I will say that you know we did show some fight. Our defense played their asses off yeah. the whole game. You know they. You know, Basically we, a couple big plays, and yeah, that's about yeah, it. I was proud of a lot of the efforts, you know. And so, you know, it was there was a lot of, you know, I think fairly positive things you can take away considering, you know, what we were up against and everything. But, you know, um, it's just an unfortunate ending again. You know, we, we our defense held strong all game, and then, you know, that, that last drive – Unfortunately, it went down the field, and their their kicker solid, and I don't I don't appreciate a celebration though. I will throw <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, fuck that guy. Also, yeah. Um, but yeah, a devastating way. Drew, what would you see? Uh, you you watched from home. You saw on yeah. TV. What was going on? I know that um, I went to the uh, tailgate at halftime, watched a little bit of the third quarter, and I think it was Matt Millen calling the game. Yep. A um, lot of criticism of the play calling. Uh, yeah. what, what was going on in the broadcast? What were they saying? Just a lot of what we've all said all year long. It's just they're curious plays. They're, you know, we're not getting yards on first down. They're second down play. We're throwing to the flats. Yep. Just a lot of the shit we've seen all year that's just mind-boggling. Um, the thing for me that – kind of ate at me the most was just how we handled our last drive when we could have took the game into overtime, but we just mismanaged the time yep. and just didn't play football like, you know, whether you're good or bad at football as a player. Situational football. Yeah, you should football know. IQ. Yes, the football IQ was lacking again. It showed, It reared its ugly head. Martinez ran out of bounds when if we just kept the clock running, we would win into OT. Yeah, it doesn't mean we're going to win, but it doesn't mean we're going to lose, yeah. right? Because once uh, Mike Williams got that uh, questionable block in the back call, it was clearly time to play for overtime. Yes, you know, it's exactly. like okay, we're not getting the first down here. We're not going to score. So you know, 
Um, Motherfucker ran out of bounds on second down. Exactly. God damn and it. He's, he, you know, and after the game, he's like, well, I was just trying to stay attacking. He's like, Motherfucker, you attacked out of bounds for you minus six yards. You That's a, what you attacked. Yes. You attacked out of bounds for minus six yards. Adrian okay? Martinez attacks the sideline like Dion, dude. He, yeah. He's trying to get out of bounds. He's trying not to get hit. Yeah. So it just, um, you know, I like to call those bonehead plays. It was uh, a big bonehead play. It was so. It was a come on, man. It was a bonehead <laughs> it was play. It was all those wrapped into like, one. God damn. Um, you know, it, the season ended and, you know, the theme throughout the season was uh, Martinez's, oh, excuse me, uh, Martinez's play. Um, clearly, he's not. His head wasn't in it. He's yeah, exactly. It's not just a physical thing. It looked uh, looked like it was a lot upstairs too. Um, I mean, his numbers. He was ten for eighteen for fifty yards. Fifty yards. How do you have eighteen passes and you have fifty yards? We have a quarterback in this room right now that can throw for fifty yards in Iowa. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, obviously a lot's been made of the uh, swing passes, the little bubble screens. The arrow Or as uh, my uh, fiancé refers them to as the, the horizontal play. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to yeah, play it, she's you know? like, Yeah, we were watching football day yesterday. She was like, see, the horizontal play works for those guys. I'm like. Because <laughs> <laughs> they block on the edge. Well, what was frustrating is we, we had a couple completions to Cade Warner there right over, I know. Right over the middle. And he that, made some I, good quality that was, catches. That was about all that we had for passing yards is those two couple plays. And yeah. And it just why not continue that? Why not to try and keep exposing that? Why not that go, hole back, in to that well. defense? go yeah. back to the well? Go back to the well. We we threw out to the flat what eight every, to ten times every, and every netted play? two yards. Yeah, I just I mean the thing about it is it's not like it was just this last game where the that play hasn't been working. That's been every single game this entire season. It's like what I just you know. You know, you hear these reporters after the game ask the questions. I'd love to somebody just ask them, Scott, what have you seen on film to show that that, 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 this that, that say, hey, let's run more, eight more of these this game? Because that's what they ran. They ran yeah. eight more of those for, I think, a total of like six yards. And uh, ten of them was on one play. So yep. a lot, all the other ones were negative. negative. <laughs> so it's like just ask, what have you seen that uh, continue that you would continue yeah. to call and this to play? And double down on that. You're going to keep calling that play, but you're also going to keep calling a play where you throw a short screen or an arrow to the tight end and you have oh your skill goodness. guys blocking. Oh, like, my goodness. Your tight end is a bigger dude. He should probably block for your faster guys. Jack Stoll, he's got to be averaging average one yard a catch, yeah. honestly. I Besides mean, the first catch in the first game where he took it like six yards yep. and got caught on the one and yard line. And that was that. Was his, that was probably his season total for the fucking oh, yeah. year. That I was one hyped play. about him after the first game. but Yeah, that was Raby's breakout player for the season. Yeah. Uh, More to come on that later. I'm not faulting him. He's not the one calling the plays like right. he's not the one saying throw it to me and let Wandell block for me or whatever like yeah. we can't have our receivers blocking for our tight end our tight end needs to block for our receivers yeah um you know Iowa jumped out on us early uh 14 we're at 14 14 0 again we start every game we might as well just start <laughs> then the game starts and the whole game is up 60 minutes or left it should be 14 to 0 the other team and let's just start playing football yeah and you know um we're down 14 at halftime, and I, you know, I was like, hey, we're lucky to be only down 14. Yeah. Because it was close to, uh, you know, it getting away from us there. It almost went up 21. Um, so it's, uh, it was close to a blowout. They're playing with, they're playing with fire. I yeah. mean, we're lucky to be in these games. If you spot a good team 14, if you spot anybody 14 points and they're a good team, yeah. good luck. Especially a team that's, uh, you know, going to be a ball control team, yeah. play good defense, they're run the ball. They're not going to turn it over very yeah. much. They're not going to hurt themselves. There was a couple plays that, uh, you know, broke the game for us to get back in it. Right. Obviously, the uh, the pick, the pick yep. six. That was huge. Yeah. And then. Um, but they broke it back. And exactly. So, you know, you get the big play and then uh, right back uh, another kickoff and uh, straight to the house. You know, it goes we, back he, to our special teams talk, though. No, yeah. but he, here's my issue with that is so if this guy. 
has a pick six. He's clearly gassed. You know, he's Get him out, yeah. yeah he exactly. was the last Who's guy the to... next guy to come in for him? Oh, right? yeah. No. Because he's the last that's, guy that was chasing him down the field. situational coaching right there at yep. his finest. Like, and so he had to, unfortunately, escort another guy exactly. in. And he you can sell he was gassed. Right. He was, he was, he was yeah. definitely gassed. He was the last line of defense. And he's a he fast like, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me if a receiver or a running back takes a kickoff, you know, back down to the... The uh, their own twenty. Yep. They're, yeah. they're going to be in that next play. Get no, him out. They're going to be standing like, on the sidelines. I, side I, I coach football to... at a way lower level, but I'm still smart enough to know that if my player just ran a shitload of yards as fast as he can and got to the house, I'm going to give him a blow. I'm yeah. going to give him some water. You have to. I'm going to high five him. I'm telling him good job. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You get this next play off because you kicked ass, and yeah. you're not going to be able to go full speed this next play. And right. you know the the one thing about that, you know, uh, back, back to the game management. You know, they asked. Asked Frost after the game, um, say, hey, you've been uh, pooch kicking all the previous kickoffs, and uh, this one you decided to kick deep. Uh, Good choice. What was the thought process of that? And, you know, Frost, and this has been the main criticism of him, he said, uh, you know, I had just got done calling a drive, so uh, I was still in my play sheet, so I didn't get a chance. I was looking down. I I didn't get a chance to go down and talk to the special teams before. It's like, well, there it is. There there it all is. It's like you you can't do both. Your own coordinator needs to be calling the plays. Exactly. you got to trust your own coordinator. You need somebody. Let the reins go. You need somebody there helping you out. Yes. You either can't call the plays or you need to and man the team. Or you're going to have a guy that knows what they're going to do. Exactly. The middleman. you got to have the guy. you got to have the communication. Right. So it's like, what, what's Troy Walters do? I mean, he don't, he's an offensive coordinator that don't call plays and can't recruit. And the wide receiver, and he's the wide receivers coach, and they're a terrible position group. We ain't got no uh, recruits coming in, wide receivers. So what's, what is this guy doing to earn an offensive coordinator? The thing that's hard for me to swallow about that is he's a good talker. And like at yep. the coaches' clinic, he sold me, man. I thought he was gonna be the shit. I he was a great it. player. Yep. I mean, he's done all the things you think, but then when it really comes, when push comes to shove, in the game, I don't know that he's helping. Yeah. Well, is it that, or is he's or handcuffed, is, or is he handcuffed? Yeah. You know, when we were in high school, our old coordinator called plays. Our head coach would veto those plays left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you know, the problem is that uh, Frost thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. listen, man. Listen, you were a very smart football guy. You've got a football pedigree. You've been around some of the best coaches yeah. in college and, he's a and football. Player himself. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like you're in the Big Ten now. It's like you were you were good, but those guys on that other sideline, they are just as good, if not yeah. better, than you. Okay, right. so this ain't UCF where you know you're going against somebody that's looking for a new job. It's like you're going against Ryan Day. He's the head coach of Ohio mm-hmm. State. So he ain't going nowhere. No, that's, that's where he's yet. staying at. You know, yeah. you're going. Uh, you know, Penn State, Wisconsin, like, right. Ferentz, he's been here for 22 fucking years. Like, he has seen it all, all right? You're not just going to outsmart everybody in the Big Ten. Right. And, well, and th- if you yeah. want to be smart, how are you going to outsmart on a reverse? Right. Yeah. Outsmart on a reverse. Well, I think I think we're going to touch on this later, but I, I do think that this coaching staff is still kind of meshing in their yeah. own way, you know? They're and especially their feet wet, which is painful. Right. You know? I mean, they were together for two years at UCF. Now they've been together for two years at honeymoon Nebraska. Phase, the honeymoon phase. The honeymoon right. phase is definitely over, but I will say that, you know, Making that move from you know year two from UCF to to Nebraska, that's gonna you know crinkle things a little bit. Yeah. Where you're, they're not gonna you know be running as smooth and efficient because they're taking over a whole lot more yeah. players and it's, everything. Uh, completely New players. different. Yeah. But I still think they're learning together, and this this will be a good off season for them to kind of take a step back and look in the mirror and say, yeah. hey, you know we we did things a certain way. Obviously, it's not working here. What can we do to change things and mix things up to improve things going forward? Yeah, which is good. It is a and, natural uh, progression. It's just hard to. Wait through that stuff. You yeah. know, for as fans, it's hard. Yep. And the learning learning on the job, I get it. It is a part of the process. It's yeah. just hard to digest. And we don't have like we're gonna talk about later. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna touch on coaches. the coaching thing here a little bit later, but uh, just back to the game in general. Um, 
you know, uh, McCaffrey came in and, uh, you know, uh, provided a spark as always. I'll be getting um, me a seven jersey in the offseason, not for Frost, <laughs> yeah. even though I like him too. Yeah, exactly. So he came in and provided a spark. And then um, uh, Vedral played. Um, what do you guys think about playing three quarterbacks? I mean, I don't understand why Vedral came in. I don't either. Yeah. He came in McCaffrey for like two was... or three plays, threw a swing pass because we went three maybe we need to go to the now. bullpen to throw a swing pass. Yeah, now. right. Yeah, because That's not great, but right, Martinez. I don't understand that move because Mart- Vedral and Martinez are pretty close to the same person. Right. Like McCaffrey is more of a runner and a better more runner, so it's like player. I understand getting McCaffrey in there, but it's like if you're putting Vedral in, him and Martinez are almost the same person. They're so it's the like so it's like well, which one's better? I mean, right. And right now, I'm not saying that Vedral isn't better than Adrian Martinez, or at least not playing better, but... It's, but was it like an equipment issue? Because it just didn't make sense yeah. why Vedral came in well, for like two and, or three and plays and then all drive, of a sudden he just doesn't play the yeah. rest of the game. I don't know if you guys remember, but on that drive we went three and out. We threw yeah. like three shitty passes. And one and of them should have been picked off. Yeah. Like yeah. why would you bring him in to do that? That doesn't yeah. make sense. Bring him in to run. Right. Quarter, like zone read, quarterback run, whatever. But you're going to bring him in to throw three passes and go three and out. That's exactly. fucking dumb. Exactly. So, you know, the old saying, uh, if you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Um, we've got three. So. In my mind, we've got one. His name's McCaffrey. <laughs> Here, it, this is an unpopular opinion right now in Huskerland, but mm-hmm. we need. To, I think we might need to chill a little bit on Luke. I am. I, no. I, I hear what you're saying, but he's got the intangibles that I covet as a player. Here, here's he's the deal: he's a go hard. He does everything for the team, and you, he's the energizer bunny, dude. When he goes in, everyone gets hyped. But he's a freshman who has been used almost perfectly throughout right. the the end of the season. Like, but he's made. If he plays, runs the offense for a whole game. What do we see? Yeah, I see. I think we see more and, production. Um, I think I think he's got I, that in I think if he's our starting quarterback next year, we're in some trouble. Yeah. Um, you think? Yeah. I think he makes play. I just think he doesn't do the stupid like, shit. Grant, like, he hasn't came in, and we every time we've seen him play, it's, it has been bad. It's like, oh, it's, been it's, it's all positive. He's more out of like him. a Taysom Hill. Yeah. That's what he and, feels like. You know, but can I mold him he into that. Throw. I agree, but yeah. I think he'll progress to be a better thrower. I think he's going to be a better quarterback. Yeah. You know, I was listening to the post game, the 1620 Omaha station, and Damon Benning was saying, you know, He's like, sometimes it's easier to spell the man than to be the man because he's like, you know, I had three guys in front of him when he was playing. He was like, he's like, yeah, it was easy to come in and get my carries, you know, when Lawrence Phillips is doing, you know, the 20, 25 carries. He's like, maybe I wouldn't be as good if I had to take the 25 carries, you know. Maybe my window was seven to ten carries. And maybe that's what McCaffrey is, a guy that that. – I think that – I think – Unfortunately, I, I, I don't think there's going to be a QB con- or competition. I wish there would be. It, it's just, you know, Frost competition is... Competition uh, drives success, though. Yeah, it has. And I just don't think... Fro- Frost is stuck in his ways. Yeah. Um, and that sucks to say as a coach that's been... <laughs> a head coach for four fucking bit. season to be stuck in your ways just shows... I don't know. I uh, think he needs a little bit more Larry Frost in his coaching <laughs> Even if regime. there isn't, I feel like Martinez will still feel a little bit more heat, though. He should, I, though. He rightfully yeah. so, though. He needs to know he, there's he somebody will. looking over his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have that. I still think still. he's the guy next year because oh yeah I I just just like, man, when guy. you see somebody play so well as a freshman like that you're you're like i yeah. know it's in there it's i in know there. it's I, in I, there I it's close like the book on him but the stupid bonehead mistakes he makes yeah. makes me question whether he's mentally capable of holding it together for a the beauty full of it season in the big the beauty game. of it is he, he's coming only off his sophomore year yeah. Yeah. usually you don't get production from a player like we saw as a freshman until sophomore junior year right so he's he's gonna learn from the mistakes he's probably gonna train a little bit different he I bulked he up a lot he yep. was bulky and and, and I can, yeah, and and you know, I, and they I were see, saying there's something wrong with his shoulder too. Something, there's got to be something. His it's left gonna shoulder's come out. hurt. So. Yeah. His right shoulder, he hurt his senior. He didn't even play his senior year. He's gonna do things different going into this no. next season to learn from it because he's a smart kid. He is. You know, smart. He's got he a good head on his shoulders. He's competitive. He, he hears knows. all the outside noise. He does. 
and he, he's a good sport about it, which, you know, a lot of kids aren't. A lot of kids aren't, you know, and, that, and that, speaks, about that. that speaks for, you know, his character. And I think that hopefully, you know, he, he learned from what occurred this last season, you know, both from the injury and from, yeah. you know, the – the dipped production, right? And he can he can take the uh, he was you know, a victim. Right I mean, he was a victim of the highly acclaimed sophomore slump that does exist. Yeah, exactly. I was like the you know the term sophomore slump is around for a reason. Like the real, that's a, like, yeah, that's a real like, thing. Uh, we all you know when we were in college, the freshman fifteen is a real thing, whether we want to accept it or not. Sorry, it's some of them, real. Some ladies don't want to, but right. You know, but it, it does happen. It's just like one of those real life things, mm-hmm. and you know, sophomore slumps are also real. Absolutely, we talked about it on uh, yeah. episode one yeah, or two I wish about you know victim to it. Yeah. Happens, and you hope that uh, yeah. yeah, you hope that uh, he bounces back. And um, you know, I would like to. I think that he's going to be the starter going in the first game. Maybe he's just on a short leash next yeah. year. You know, and I think he should be. And I think, like I said, they're going to keep putting McCaffrey in because um, he's the energizer battery. Exactly. He just, he's he, wherever, you, however, you have to get him on the field. I like to see him at receiver. Four, four. I know he's going to get some. And you know, he's not scared to get hit. Like if you throw the ball over the middle. He's catching that ball when well, he gets blocked. He's going to look different next year too. Oh yeah, he's oh, going to be bigger, God, he's yeah. stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm God. saying he's going to be like a Taysom Hill type of guy. Yeah, I'd have him next year. Yeah, no, and I like. I want to use him. Even the Saints have incorporated Taysom Hill oh, yeah. as all to what he can do in it. Oh yes. my God, like, he's, how do you defend against that? Yeah, that's awesome. I do it all. I do it all. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty entertaining. So. Um, you know, as we said, it's just a, another disappointment to uh, rival uh, <laughs> Iowa. But um, I wish we could make it more of a rivalry. Yeah, exactly. Five in a row. You know, it happens. You know, I mean, look at Ohio State, and Michigan. They're how many years? Like twelve out of thirteen we, years. How many years we have to? Every year, though. Yeah, we, we have them sweating. sweating. They no. played we down. They played Iowa. down to us. Yeah. But how many years yeah. can we stomach this? When we just how long do we just play football for real? Yeah, I don't know. It's um. It's it's going to be interesting to see, you know. It's next year, we're going to be ranked in the top 20. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, exactly. I don't even go By the time next season <laughs> comes around. A little more gun shy to put us in the top 25, right? Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But with less expectations, it's easier to, to achieve higher. Sure is. It absolutely yeah. is. So we five games. Yeah, five. And in Nebraska yeah, next year, we're looking at six. Four, yeah, five, hey, we six. Got one, we got one more. Next year, we'll <laughs> yeah. get bowl eligible. We're going hopefully. bowling, you know. We're going to go to the bowl game in Detroit. Who, yeah. who wouldn't want to go to that? <laughs> yeah, Detroit, lovely city, right? Exactly. So, um, I mean, just kind of a staggering start, you know. Just to think back where we were after that Illinois game, how well we were feeling. Um, we're lucky we caught Illinois when we did. Yeah, yep. you know, we we're feeling good. Game day was coming to town. We won forty-two to thirty-eight, but they had a fourteen-point lead for all the way into the halftime. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we had game day, and then next week um, we bounced back and beat uh, Northwestern. Barely that uh, walk-off field goal. Yeah, and then the. You know, start four and two, and then the wheels just completely fell off. You know, start four and two. At that point, you're thinking a bowl game is you know well, is inevitable. You know, we play Maryland, and then we had to we had to win. One, besides Maryland, we got to win one game. Yeah. So it, you know, you need the Purdue game that was should have been Jesus. a uh, should have been it's a like W. Ohio State gave us a wake up call, but we didn't wake up. Right. <laughs> right. We're, we're still sleepy. We're still yeah. on the mat. Yeah. We're still on the mat right now. So. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, it was five losses this season and that were one possession games. So, I mean, you know, Frost came out and said that it's like, it feels like we're uh, miles away. We're inches close, but miles away. And it's like, is that the way you guys feel where it's like, 
one or two breaks here and there was a completely different season? Or do you think that that's five and seven is basically who we were? I don't know if our feeling we would be different. We'd be a little bit happier if we made a bowl game, obviously. No, I mean, just general, like, overall feeling. Were you like, yeah, dude, if one break flips the other way, like, that changes the season? Or I don't know if it changes the whole season. I think that, you know, we get a few more breaks, but, you know... Luck is not only just luck. Like, luck is earned. You know yeah. what I mean? Luck is the combination like, of preparation preparation, preparation and, and being in the right spot at yeah, the right yeah, time yeah. equals luck. Yep. You know? So. And, I, I don't know. I don't know. We generate our, you In football, like, you generate your own luck. The ball's going to bounce your way if you're doing everything right. You're doing it the right way. You're not hurting yourself. The ball tends to bounce your way. And there was only one game where it bounced your way. That was Maryland. We stomped their ass. Yep. So, you know, five Five games of one possession losses. Uh, you know, you flip two of those games and you're sitting at seven yeah. five. Um, but th- um, going back, I think as a team, you just create your own breaks. Yes, you do, absolutely. and we don't create enough. No, right? we don't. And we if got we had all, eleven we, JoJo like Domans. We, we're creating more breaks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think. But I think that you know, with the Iowa game, we had all the breaks we needed to win that game. Absolutely, yeah. or at least I go mean, to overtime. They wanted to fight. keep us in it. I mean, yeah, Nate Stanley had had like he had, had like 60, 60 yards going into that final drive. I mean, we had two cracks at it with the ball to go down and put it away and score, and you know, force them to score a touchdown or a yes. field goal to take it in overtime. Right, and we didn't do it. No, yeah. couldn't and get it done. When just, push comes to shove, we've lacked the ability to and to get that final push. If we have one, two, three extra wins in the season, and we're we're in that situation, at one, it doesn't mean as much because you know we're in a you know mid tier bowl, bowl or whatever. But right. I think the competitiveness takes over, and we we've been in the position where we know how to win, right? And that That's, takes over. Exactly, we, we have that we have that edge, our, uh, and we don't have it right now. No, yeah. our team is lacking hey, that. Edge. Our team about. seems to pucker up when it gets yeah. you know when it's they seven minutes in the left in the game, and there's uh, it's you like know, you have that, that, that big game, push like, right before that. And then when it's a really, and we all fell in the stadium. I felt in the stadium. It was like soon as soon as Martinez went out of bounds, I go, oh, we're, I go, we're gonna fucking lose this game. I was pissed, dude. I, I, I was, was pissed. like, we're gonna fucking lose this game because. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you know, the defense played well all all game. Yeah, they and, played. But when it fucking matters most. You know, against Purdue, it was get one, the get one against stop, and the game is over. Get one stop, the game is over. Get one stop the- here, fucking, we're in overtime. I mean, it's just, and then you know, thank the, God Northwestern wasn't more, more prolific on offense, or we would have lost that game. Yeah, and we they got away with a pass interference. Yeah, we did to yeah. end the game. So it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just. It's disheartening to see, made, and the play calling at the end. You know, I'm you've never, I'm never a component of basically playing a prevent no, defense. Prevent defense online. is dog shit. You know, we are already having trouble. We've had trouble all season getting pressure on the quarterback, yes. and we and decided to go really with a four, yeah, a four man rush. And I mean, two seam routes. You know, back to back, boom, field goal range, and they have the guy that's going to win the Lou Groza award. Yeah. So it's like they got the number one kicker you in the country. Keep him out of of course, keep he's going to fucking hit this. He's going to bury that, and then he's going to blow his kisses. Exactly, and you know what. I'm gonna you know, hit him forever. Exactly. Fuck that guy. And but you know what? I do this fucking exact same thing. I would do the thing. same thing if I beat my I'd rival. I'd be at throwing home, like the old degeneration next suck it at fucking right? you know, yeah. at Nebraska if I was him. But yes. you know, you hate to see it when it happens to you. But throw up the L Fortnite cer- dance. I certainly, yeah, I certainly understand it. <laughs> <Check>. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hating on him for doing it because I probably would do the same. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. I might have given him an old throat slash or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have been Sebastian Janikowski. I would have light up a stogie on the field immediately after kicking the game. Take a shot of vodka. Right. Do you guys think we've made progress? We won five games. Year before, won four. Even when we won four, it felt better. Do you think we've actually made progress? Uh, no. No, I don't. See, I think we've made one tick of progress only because I think we had better players in year one. Yes. Year two, the cupboards were way more bare. We did win five. We lost a lot of shitty games. Yep. 
But I think, you know, we made more with less this year. Yeah, I guess I could see it that way because the last year's team was definitely more talented and than Zimbo, this. Yeah. The O-line, yeah. different players on defense. You know, we had a little bit headier guys. Yeah, you know the one thing that uh, kind of I heard somebody talk about was that, uh, you know, the two the two ways Nebraska's found success these last two years was with a uh, – with a Zigbo and Dedrick Mills. Yeah, like a bigger a power running back. Yeah, and, you know, you see those, the guys being successful, but uh, in recruiting, you see that Frost is still trying to recruit a lot of... Your 5'8", 170 Yeah, burners. a lot of the smaller guys, and it's like, hey, you know, this is what yeah, success the here guys, in the Big Ten, the, you know, the 200-plus pound yeah, running back Jordan running the Howard, ball. Like when this, he was at Indiana, yeah. you know, your player like that. This is the Big Ten, man. Like, right. I like... I like those guys much the next guy, but Jonathan you, Taylor, you, he's not a small guy. Yeah, he's you have good. to have a big back in the big we Miles Sanders we do. Is big. We have one uh, recruit who's coming in, he's like he's like five nine, five eight, five five eight, five nine, five ten or whatever, but he's like two hundred and twenty pounds. Okay. In the rock. He, yeah, and I've heard like nothing but good things about him. So yeah, I agree. You have to have the thunder and lightning. Yes, yeah, you absolutely. got to. You got and, to. And not what's be scared worked better of the for thunder. us lately. Well, I think it's mostly using the thunder as it should be. Right. And, and lightning, then, and not then between the, the tackles. Wandale, yes. looking at you. Right. And think right. about this: Ozibo wasn't the starter till week four. Yep. Greg Bell was our starter at first, which he's kind of a hybrid. He's a little bit big, yeah. like bigger, and you know he has some speed too. You know my thoughts on Greg Bell. Yes, he not great. Suck at Fuck him but, too. But what I'm saying is. Frost, Ozibo wasn't Frost's guy from day one. Right. He had to earn his way, and it's just like, oh, after four games, I see you're the best guy. I'm going to keep playing you now. Yeah, and even this and, season where yeah. we should have been leaning on Diedrich Mills the whole season, it wasn't until Wandell got yes. hurt where we actually started like, leaning oh, on him. Like, like, what, what do you need to see? You know, I'm not, it's like, I'm not sure Diedrich Mills is quite ready at the beginning of the year. Also, he, wasn't, he wasn't reading, he wasn't wasn't reading his runs and, and the holes and everything. Right. But I don't he, think Wandell should get 20 carries. You know, like yeah. You give Mills 15 to 20 carries and get Wandell 10, but give yeah. him some passes. Mills too. is going to be good. Next yeah, he's going to be good. He definitely progressed pretty, uh, pretty nicely through yeah. the season. He was, he was absolutely missing holes early on, and you and know. just trying to truck people at the wrong time. They're cutting yeah. his legs yeah. out and weird yeah. stuff. Yeah, he was he was out for blood early, and it's like no, you yeah. you got to be run a little through more the hole. Yeah. 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 Green grass. Yeah. Our old coach always said, "You're going to break through one time, and then you can run over that corner." Yes, truck that. That's all. That's green light. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's going to be a. He'll be a stud. player next year for sure. Yep. Um, gonna be a and got his feet wet. He he understands how real football is played. Yeah, now. this is big football. This is not Juco you know? football. It's it's and we get to return. Or wherever. We get to return Garden Thunder City. and Lightning. Yes, too, which Thunder is Lightning comes back. O line comes back. The whole entire O line comes back. For uh, better, for better or sounds worse. like Forniak's moving in. Exactly. And you know, as we talked about last episode, the offense line also progressed they throughout did. the they entire did. season. Like they were a they were a big point of disappointment at the beginning. of Yeah, and they got a lot better. Fuck up. They really did. Yep. Cam Jurgens fucking got yeah. a lot better. He got lit up so bad on one play against Iowa though yeah. on the sideline. And I, I'll teach he, him. he hopped right back up and yep. I mean it was a blind side. I mean it yeah. wasn't it was a legal hit, but it's like, damn, that's a big dude to get lit up. Like <laughs> right? I just watched it twice. Two ninety like, getting yeah. his ass well, rocked. <laughs> yeah. So I think the offensive line is gonna we can return basically our entire we offense. Do. Uh, all starting year. five it's if like, they start next year, they'll be the same. No, guys. I mean position group and everything. I mean oh, yeah. The Mike Williams and kind of I and Noah are gone, but Good I mean, so we so we're missing seven catches from fucking this year. Yeah. So everybody else comes back. So uh, whole offense returns um, outside of maybe JD Spillman, which yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't fault him for leaving. I don't know if he no. can improve his draft stock. If he comes back and balls out again, I still think he's a well. Third they're, to seven. You're not talking about him receiver. leaving for the draft. Mm-hmm. What's he saying, leaving for? He's saying uh, I'm here in Minnesota. <laughs> the Gophers. He's going to graduate from home. Yeah. 
So well, hey, Frost knows about going home. I, I, you know, I mean, if I was him, I would transfer. I wouldn't transfer to fucking Minnesota. Um, yeah. If I just put myself in his shoes, clearly we're not going to be an elite team next year. We're at best, you know, seven or eight wins. Um, I would just be like, you know what? I'm going to the league. You're not going to up no. the draft I would be like, I'm going to go play some big time football. I'm going to fucking. Ah, I'm going to LSU. LSU. I'm going to Bama. You know, it's yeah. like, let me see what the fuck I really got. You know, right. it's like. Derek Dieter. Right. Like, he's a white guy receiver. I'm going to Oklahoma. We had 100 catchers for Bowling Green. He grad transferred to Alabama senior year. And played for him and yeah. won a title. Exactly. I mean, he was a good player. I would. I could see JD doing. I the same would. Thing. That's what I would do if I was just in his shoes. Not that, that's for everybody, but I would like to go see. Hey, what's I can, like? go, I can go to a top tier team. They're going to take me, and yeah. I can go play there for a year and just do you switch think it that up. Could almost be a good thing for for the receiver room, though. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what, what I are you, our best player? What have we heard hard? all year, though? We've heard all year that JD has not always been all the way bought in. Yeah. I know that he doesn't show it on the field. He absolutely yeah. doesn't. He goes right. up. He, he, he is, makes. He's he, emotionless. He, he's been our most consistent player for three years in a row. Yeah. He has, and he, you know he's a gamer. Obviously, right. you know, he, he he's not going to let the background noise affect what he does on the field. Right. But if he's going to be, you know, a problem, and, yeah. and maybe not a problem, but. As a senior, a junior, the guy that's been around, you kind of have to be a little bit more vocal. And I like, agree. Yep. Kind of talk to those young guys and get them up to speed. Eddie Redshirts is a fourth. If he's guy. not doing that, is that going to be a bad thing if he's not there? I mean, it's always it helps s- to have a guy like that. But you know, if you know, you've heard rumors and rumblings about uh, his kind of attitude in the locker room, and yeah. there were some, you've got there's some the rumors about him. Yeah, boycotting some practices. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, I I. My thought is that he's not going to be back next year. I don't think he's back either. So, way. Whether he goes to the draft or he goes to another yeah, team. So. I wish he would be back because of production on the field. But if he's a cancer in the locker room, honestly, you got to get rid of him. Yeah. So, you know, let, let the other guys get in there and want to be here. So, um, I certainly don't blame him for leaving. So, no. but it is what and it is. And he's done with he's he went, Yeah, he came in and he balled out, gave us everything he's got in the field. Whatever he did off the field is if whatever. He, if he, my thought is if he does come back – it's going to be like an attitude change. You'll he's see got, him. Yeah. You'll see him in front of the media a little bit more. You'll yeah. see him try and really make an effort. He'll, yep. He'll take because it's going to be role. for the other reason and right. the next level. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I feel like that's just kind, kind of a business move. Just kind of a general overview. You know, season's over five and seven. What What's your guys' major takeaway? Or what was the biggest disappointment of this season as in a totality? I would say like play calling, offensive production in terms of not hurting yourself. And then just our ability to get pressure on any defenses, or when we're on defense, getting pressure on any offenses, yep, of and playing rush. disciplined football. Like, a reverse, I mean, I know it's considered a trick play, but shit, man, if you're on the backside, the People play goes away. People have been seeing that a lot, that Dude, uh, our defense end's been Our guys down, lose yeah. their mind. Our corner and our backside, either D and or outside backer who's playing that backside contained player, yep. they're fucking gone. Yep. Like, holy shit, a reverse. You've seen a reverse since you were 10 years old. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, Nelson getting, uh, you Nelson, know. Caleb Tanner. And, but yeah. our backside corners, too. Our corners are veterans. Yep. They should know better. Did you see that they moved uh, Boodle? To safety? Boodle is playing safety. and uh, He's not that great of a tackler. Yeah. It, which concerns me in the Big Ten as a safety. Right. So, I don't know if we'll see that going forward. But I noticed that just against the Iowa. I don't yeah, know if they that was been, the, like, He played the game before that, but he started at safety. Yeah. I'd like to see Boodle as our, as our, as our main corner. Like, I agree. Like Lamar Jackson was yeah. this year because yeah. I think he'll, I think that's he'll thrive. Best, it's his best spot. I think we will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cam, him, and Taylor, him and Cam Taylor. And we'll get Deontay Williams back. Yeah. Who's a hard and hitter. And that Braxton. I, 
think Cam Taylor is going to be moving to safety. Safety. And, he seems uh, a little bit better. And I think that other corner is going to be uh, the. I really like Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah. I think he's like, I like the heart of our yes. defense. Going I think this uh, the young kid, Nelson. the Braxton Clark. Yeah. yeah. I think that kid's going to be a He's a tall corner, player. long corner. Yep. We got Toby Wright's kid. We got the Newsom kid. We got yep. some kids. Yeah. Noah Paul Gates. Yeah. So he might be a safety or a corner. Either he's kind of a hybrid. We've got some young up and counterers that we like. So, Zach, what? What's your takeaway from the season? My takeaway from the season is we need all conference type of performance out of our quarterback position to right. allow this offense to really excel. Hundred percent. Yep. Um, you know, I, I went back and just out of curiosity and kind of just you know whatever else it might be and, and looked at Mackenzie Milton and their last year at UCF and right. that guy. He's just a ball player. Like yep. they, they were running. It sucks that his career ended the way it did. You know, getting yeah. Hurt. Is it, do we know it's officially over? He's, he's still trying to. Come they back. say he came out for senior night. So if that can I mean, hit. one uh, one play in particular. It's not really what you want to see from. And like Ohio State football. drops down to the two seed. Yeah, breaking oh. breaking news breaking here. News, yep. LSU's so, your one spot. Uh, LSU. Okay. But yeah, Milton. Like he made this play where it was like a a bootleg rollout. He steps back up into the pocket across the grain, throws across his body. I know that's not normally way, but he just throws a ball. It right into the two numbers of the receiver. He's a game touchdown. Player. I mean, he's got that hard edge that you look for. That's what you need in this offense because there's so many different ways you can go as yeah. far as you know read options yes. and, and and passes and running and within you know. our offense is very fluid. So there are like five reads on every pass play, yeah. which is good if you got somebody who can handle it. Right. And this year, Martinez couldn't handle it. But I and and then I looked back at. 2 a.m.'s freshman year, and you saw flashes of that. I and know. You saw, and you saw the occasional flashy offense that this can be right. this year. You got the right year. trigger, man. You can make it everything. Go. But, yep. you know, whatever it was, you know, the whether we were confused by the defense or injuries or whatever plagued us, you know, it just seemed to make us go back to that vanilla approach. And we Very don't vanilla. want to see that. And no. we, and that comes with depth. I know we've talked about it. Not every, every media outlet talks about depth and depth and depth. Right. But in my opinion, I said it earlier, I think this is going to allow the coaches as a whole to kind of look at themselves in the mirror and redefine what they want to do and how they can do it because we really need the offense to do our big offense, things. If our defense is, is going to play, if we're going to play the same style, if our defense, defense can play, give up 25 points a game, we're going to be in a good spot yeah. every single week. We right. should be able to put up 30, though, consistently, at least. You exactly. Think, yeah. you, would think, you would hope that the offense is going to put Four up 30 Four touchdowns points. and a field goal. Like we, we said, able to the honeymoon of this UCF championship run and yeah. the homecoming, and all, it's over. It's yeah. time to see this thing really take off. Well, and we're comparing apples to oranges. UCF is a different animal than Nebraska in the Big Ten. Completely it's two different. different, different things. Completely different. They play undisciplined defense, wide open defense. And looking back, you know, they inherited a lot more than what more talent. What what I mean, their team did squats is, for is three talked years. about regularly. Like, oh, they they were zero thirteen or twelve the year yeah. before. But the year before but, that, they were conference champions in twelve yeah. one. They yeah. won the Fiesta. Blake Bortles, yeah. right? So I know, and so. They had talent there. Yeah, but they were just yeah. They had an off year. They went six and there. seven, and then they went thirteen and zero. And and you know that's they had like five or six guys drafted off of that yeah. uh, team. They had more yeah. players drafted off that team than either the Nebraska teams last that's year. It's not a power five conference, yeah. but maybe it takes three, four years. That's what I'm Nebraska. saying. Yeah, that's Look what Minnesota. Apples, Look that's why it's apples yeah. to oranges. Like you can't compare an AAC right. conference team versus a Big Ten <clears> team. It's not the same. Yeah, everything's harder in the Big Ten. Yeah, I guess the takeaways for me was, you know, just, uh, I guess, kind of my humbling opinion of uh, Scott Frost, you know. Yeah, uh, it's hard, I, to, it's hard I was, to accept. I was super high on the guy, you know, his days at Oregon and UCF, you know, fall, and then when he came here, I was like, this is a home run hire. Yeah. And then, you know, last year started off slow, but then, you know, the last four games, you go 4-2 and two and 
there were two, one loss, one to Iowa, one to Ohio State. So you're like, okay, here, okay. We're Scott, making moves. Yeah, he's got his sea legs underneath him. And uh, and then just this year, it just, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I think, I hope it's a humbling experience for him. Yeah. You know, um, it's because, you know, I think that, I think that he is the guy. And of course, you know, we got to just give him a look. Give you him, got to. You got to yeah, give him the time. I mean, at minimum, bare minimum Nothing five years. Nothing good happens yeah. if you fire bare minimum, Yeah, bare minimum five years. And I hope it's just a humbling experience. And you know how much of a competitor he is. I think right. that uh, he's going to be. It's killing him. Yeah, it's exactly. Right just exactly. like it's killing us, it's killing him. Yeah, it's you killing us. Chris talk about yes. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> home for the holidays. Right? So. <laughs> Uh, but we you saw know, how much good that did for Joe Kane and going into his next year. <laughs> yeah, I guess my one biggest thing is just um, you know we talked we had an episode you know loyal to a fault earlier this season and I hope that um, some changes are made. Some changes need to be made on the coaching staff um, and not know, changes just to make changes. Changes that are actually going to be what right. they believe in. Yeah, and you know you got to hold people accountable, man. You got can't, to um, the one thing oh, that, outside linebacker special teams hold the, that guy accountable. The one thing that uh, you know just going through all the coaches that we have. None, there's not one coach on our entire staff that has any Power Five um, um, experience at all. How do yeah. you have ten coaches and ain't no one ever coached at a Power Five school? Um, these guys are all young. I mean, Frost is 44. Yeah, Shenander is 41. Um, Verdesco is uh, the only old guy. Troy Walters is uh, 48. Barrett yeah. Roots 36. I mean. Um, Greg Austin's 39. I mean, everybody on our coaching staff is under the age of 44. Everybody but Verdesco. And, you know, and the one thing that brought, you know, it's trigger for me was like, you know, you're driving down the street and you see these like big law firm billboards or whatever. What is always in the picture? It's a young guy. A middle-aged guy and an old, old guy. guy. You know, yeah. it's always it's always the three of those. One young hashtag, guy. Hashtag diversity. Yeah, exactly. One young guy, one you know, fifty-year-old guy, and then one guy that's like seventy years yeah. old. You got to see. Like, the, you got to have the guy in your staff that's been to World War exactly II. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You got to you know? have that guy. <laughs> so it's you know you just want to see a little bit. I'd like to see someone come in there Some that's that's you know been around. You know, yeah. been around and not Verduzco been around where you're right. coaching at Roast Beef Tech. I need a guy that's been around that. <laughs> You know, was on you know the because all state quarterback at Arby's University. Yeah, exactly. I want some guy that's been around big time football before, and it's not obviously not going to go get a guy that's oh, it was a power. You know, Ohio State's old coach to come be an assistant somewhere, right. but it's but, like but somebody that's on the staff that's been around. You know, the big time programs and yeah. seen a lot of football and seen, seen all the situations. way it's done right where success was had. Yeah. So, you know? do you guys think that we see any uh, coaching changes this offseason? God, I hope so. Either within the within the staff or the philosophy, but I've been a big hater on the three four defense, and you guys know that. Yeah, but I'm still hating on that defense. Yeah, it's not right for the Big Ten. No, it's not I, right for what it's we just got. not for right for the players we have. It's right. just not right for the players. And I'm we a have. big proponent in molding your schemes to the players you got. Exactly, because if you, you mold don't your players try to your schemes, you. they're not going to fit. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to see any uh, any coaching changes this season. No, I mean you see the guys are out. Yeah, out recruiting the shades. I don't, I don't like, think they are. I mean, I think three years is a good a good yeah, measure stick, a good measuring stick for you know where where yeah. we need to be and whatever. But I agree with you, Drew. I I hate three four nine. I now. do. I mean, it doesn't work in the Big Ten. No, it can't work in the Big Ten. Right, you got to have four down Wisconsin, line. Wisconsin, especially Wisconsin runs it. They do, but you know they play a different brand of football. They do. Yeah, because yeah. they have dudes that they can, can do run it. that. They team. got those exactly. cornbread mofos from Wisconsin that can bulk up and exactly. play. I just don't. Think it's it all about a three four. Is all about having a dominant. 
outside linebackers. It got to. A&Rs are terrible. I know. So. We, Wisconsin gets linebackers drafted in the NFL every year. Yeah, exactly. Every year. You know? Jack Sitchie was a guy that had three sacks against USC. He was hurt most of the year. He had he flashed. Three sacks against USC. Yeah. Good player. But, and they get drafted. Yeah. You know? J.J. Wisconsin. Watt. J.J. Watt's right. little brother. I mean, these guys, I mean, there's a prototype that you need to have for the Schober, three, four. Joe Schober. Yeah, know, got, to be successful. Players. And I thought, you know what? I thought Caleb Tanner was going to be that guy this year. He made just, progress, but he's not there yet. He's just he can't the thing the about guy. it. It's like he's he already a junior speed, now. Though. He's already a junior, it's and you like, can't teach speed. It's right. like, but like if we ran a four three, do you not see him as a DN, or do you see no. him as outside linebacker? He's too small. To play you think he's DN too small? Because I think I think when you play a three four, if you don't have the right guys, you got too many tweeners. Your yep. DNs are either too slow, right. or your outside backers aren't fast enough or pass rushy savvy enough. You know, like we got too many too sure, many do you tweeners. Love the three three five. Hey, uh, for Westland, yes, <laughs> but for real football, no. But it, I do like that Baylor and Old West Virginia got it done. That does help make me happy. But yeah. in a real football, you got to run a four three for what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. No, Zach, you uh, brought up you know a depth issue, and you know that just sprung. It's like, hey, we're, we've got the most depth of anybody in the country. We've yeah, got seven hundred players. Yeah, we've got seven hundred uh, fucking guys on our team. Walk-ons, so I mean, but, you know, you know six, you know, seven hundred went to Fremont or you know Grand Fremont, Island Central Catholic right, or exactly. Wilbur. Or you know, it's like Zach. I know this has bigger bit been a big thing for you and me too. I I I'm getting sick and tired of it. Give me your thoughts on the walk on program and where we're at with that. I think I mean it. Just numbers have to become an issue at some point. Like we're gonna have to start giving these guys triple digit numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're gonna have Joe Schmo from Fremont out there with number 143. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, but it really comes down. My my big issue and the thing that like would keep me up at night as a coach is how am I going to coach all these kids? How am I, yeah. Exactly. Well, the and, other thing that irks me about the walk-on way that we're doing it, I'm not against the walk-on program by any means. There's been good players that came to the walk-on program, but we should be handing out walk-on invites like participation trophies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you played football in high school in Nebraska? You want to yeah. walk on? Yeah. Like, that's not going to He's get got done. heart. He's got heart, man. He knows knows what it's like to be a courthouse guy. Right? And it's, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's great for the kids. They, it is. They get the opportunity to walk on at their, you know, their, their hometown and university will or shake home out state of the university. Tree. Yeah. And, you know, maybe one, two percent of them are going to shake out to be, you know, contributors. But we just it's getting to the point where we're celebrating mediocrity. We're watering it. It's too watered down. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm very connected to social media and things. And I see every single walk on when all the other power five schools are celebrating five and four star recruits. (laughs) We got walk on Wednesday and it's became walk on Friday now. Monday through Sunday. And no. And again, you know, not taking anything away from the kids and and the two and three stars that are going to try and come here and play, but we need to really start resetting expectations. And that starts at the top, like we've been talking about. And, you know, I I went back to it, uh, you know, I I touched on it a couple episodes ago or earlier in the season, but, you know, at least Callahan and Riley, you know, bless their souls, (laughs) they they were going for the top names in the country. Right. And we are not even on any of these guys' radar. I'll go on their rival page and I'll see that we have offered them, but... It can't go beyond that. They probably the got a 12. letter in the mail. Yeah. Yep. Here's exactly. your offer from Nebraska, yeah. and they just fucking tossed it aside. Really cool. I'll throw this with Toledo yeah. and Miami of Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're winning recruiting battles over over Peru State. Yeah. Over teams. <laughs> over teams that we shouldn't be. We have no. Bit, we should not be competing with them. It shouldn't even be a competition. Exactly. It just seems like we have just taken a step back in our in our approach, and we're looking for fit, and we're looking for you know uh, what. Whatever, um, building them up in the yeah. 
the progress in the building. Yeah, yeah, and building them up, you know, and we're not in that position. Yeah. We, we yeah. don't have enough depth. We don't have enough talent yeah. we need to be able studs. to get guys where we can, you know, wait three years for yes. them to yeah. play. You, you, need, need, you need some true blue studs. You need more than yeah. just one Dale as your young players. You need some true blue studs and then your progress develop, developmental players. That's how we got done in and the 90s, too. It's a very unpopular uh, opinion um, on social media <laughs> yes, with Nebraska that they think we should just take every they just like you know i want to polish turds you know yeah, oh yeah. walk on little tournament it's like it's not listen, everyone turns into a there's dance. a couple things nebraska needs to get away from and the walk-on program is one of them nebraska is as the, all the kids in high school we produce about three to five players scholarship players that can play out yeah. at the university of nebraska and then there's maybe another eight to twelve guys that are worthy of that walking worthy, on right of walking on and that's it there shouldn't be 25 fucking no. there ain't 25 like, kids playing in high school in nebraska worth that are playing coming at out nebraska. every class exactly yeah. it, no i agree like in the other years where we've had good walking classes like 12 to 15 quality players right like a matt mullen that we played with he yeah. was a good player a little short for playing o-line right. kicked ass every play did his job every play yeah he earns a walk-on right he was super state lineman right. he earns the right to walk on but exactly. i don't think we just hand it out like candy and, and for walk-ons it should oh i got a preferred walk-on it's like and then you go look and see well where they turned down to come here it's like uh Turned down a preferred walk on to Nebraska Wesley. And, right, I turned down and it's like, I it's like you, want, you want walk ons that are like, you know, opting out. Uh, like, like Kansas State, Kansas. Yeah, you know, South Dakota State, yeah. you know, Montana. Montana. Yeah, schools right. like that. Not like turning down fucking other walk on opportunities. Right. I turned like, down Concordia to go walk on. You shouldn't be able to walk on if you don't have one full ride scholarship offer. Yeah. Right. right. I right? agree. That's just, you've. Like Washburn no. should be the lowest. Exactly. Like if someone's not willing to pay for your fucking college, you can't then come and play here. Then we should be either. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You can't come and play here. And when you have that many guys, it takes away from the coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, somebody's got a plan because they're not too. just standing around at practice. You know, obviously somebody's coaching them. So somebody's got to coordinate that. Somebody's got to organize that. Get them ready. What is the walk? What are the walk on team? What is the walk on offense and defense yeah. going to do today? Somebody's got to do that. And we have a set number of coaches. Right. Exactly. You can only have ten coaches. Right. So it's like if they're coaching some dude that's never ever going to see the field then that's taking away coaching from you know your starters or your backups or mm-hmm. some incoming freshmen that are going to be starters so the other thing that nebraska needs to get away from is this fucking sellout streak it's got to go break the fuck you know i'm out the game against iowa the student section fucking no showed south south end zone south end fucking no showed yep. and you know the worst part about it is when they come over to the pa and congratulations you're part of the ongoing 350 whatever consecutive sellouts in a row and you look over and you're like these motherfuckers are lying to me like there's fucking clearly 20,000 people not here like i can anybody can look over and see that there's a difference between a walk and then doing a sellout streak and how many people how many butts are in the seats yeah Mm -hmm. and now and then they you know it's like well it was tickets sold and then they announce the attendance like attendance 89 and it's like no it's fucking not like attendance means you're attending. You're, okay? Who's here? Who's there's the twenty tickets. tickets <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Attendance is not fucking tickets bought. Attendance is how many people are in the fucking stadium. And the whole uh, student section was MIA. Yeah, get rid of that shit. It's the last well, thing that fucking Nebraska fans hold on to. You know, it's oh, a delusional stat. We're the best stat. fans in the mm-hmm. country. It's a delusional stat. And in though, some cases, it's the only time we get to celebrate. Yeah, right. But <laughs> exactly. it's, a, it's a delusional stat because we also know this as Nebraska fans that any game that's ever been in peril that we might not sell the tickets. Yeah, there's a rich booster that buys the rest of the tickets so exactly. we keep the streak going. That's exactly. not really earned. Yeah. I mean, the second longest streak was um, 
Um, Notre, Notre Dame that was like 100 Which games ended, behind us, it? and they broke it this yeah, year. Yeah. And we just need to go ahead and do it too. It's yep. just it was cool. It's never going to be broken. Well, if that's the yeah. only thing we have to hang our hat on, that's not good. Yeah. We're playing a sport of football. Exactly, and you know, fan sports great, and you know, it is. It's but we need to be more than we that. Need as more our authentic. Calling card. We need to be realer and more authentic. But it's exactly. not bringing us five stars. No, it's not. Turns out five stars don't care if you sell out the stadium yeah, or not. Exactly, mm-hmm. they'll go play in those empty fucking stadiums, yeah. which is crazy to me. I mean, obviously I would want to play in a full stadium. Yeah, obviously you want to play in front of a big crowd but you know kids are going to miami and four states south carolina like that. south carolina just got a top five quarterback and top five running back in the same day two days ago yeah in the and same day what, and you know they're what they're stadium. what five and seven yeah south carolina yeah like and so. they don't have Steve Spurrier as their coaching board so no, they, it's they just you know it's not. just one of the many things with the gripes with fans and you know it just just the whole end game it atmosphere. Be, like I'm, I, I know a lot of people aren't going to buy into my, my whole thing, but I go to usually two different stadiums each year, two new stadiums each year, and I'm telling you, this fucking goddamn the music situation <laughs> at Memorial Stadium is the worst it. in the country, man. I'm like, listen, you're a 18, 19, you 20 like year old college fucking student, man. Like these guys want to hear some rap music, yeah, you know, and it's like, oh well, you know what. Is that really a big thing? It's like it's all everything encompassed into one. It's like that's little so, things that's, add up to big yes. things. It's like if like we're going in the fourth quarter and against Iowa, and it was like Let's I look I, I look over I look over at Megan. I go they didn't play the I Irish got, song. I, I know I fucking thank God they didn't play that thing. I go <laughs> I go look, turn over to Megan and go this thing. He needs to put on the highest hottest track he has in his playlist right that now. Fire right and then it was and then it was like fucking Tom Petty. I'm it like was thunderstruck. I was like God damn it, dude. I was yeah. like. And then you know we went to the Colorado game this year, and it was, it was like a club in there. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? And that gets the kids up and yeah. going. And they need to take a page for the NBA. When we lived in Phoenix, I went to a lot of Phoenix Suns games, yeah. and one thing I took away from it is it was awesome. It was entertaining the whole time. The music was dope the whole time. Exactly. You the know? music it sets the vibe, man. This yeah. is a this is an experience. This is the you know it sets the tempo. In the this music younger does. generation, the whole it's a vibe. Yeah, thing, exactly. Right? You it's gotta, a vibe. Buy into that. You and know? the vibe right now is fucking not playing any music oh, worth yeah. a shit ever. Right. I or mean, football. Right, shit. exactly. You can't play the cha-cha shuffle before a big fourth quarter. Right. Oh, only big third down here. <laughs> big third down. Time to put on Nirvana right? real quick. Right, like, get out of here with that, man. Shit. You know, it's I don't know, man. I'm telling you, it's just like the other stages I go to. It's Nebraska is the only one that yeah. refuses to play some some good rap music. And if yeah. Iowa and Iowa State's playing the fire, we got to play the fire. Too. We got to put the fire on. Got to. Got to put the fire on. So. In-game music's got to get better. I mean, that's going to be it's hurting terrible. our recruits. Also, honestly, it's the recruits gotta, don't care. Like when the PA, they already like, think we're in. We have three hundred and seventy-seven <laughs> solid row. That you think the five stars are like, oh, cool. Yeah. No, but when Ricky Rose blasts his speakers, <laughs> like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, exactly. You see it, how that worked out for the Nebraska basketball team, though. Oh, uh, well, they're a different. They're a whole other yeah, animal. They're a bunch he of came people. to their their practice, and they are not good. Yeah, yeah they they're aren't. worse. See, but if you had been out their game, though. <laughs> different story so um just yeah solid streak it's got to go it's a fraud time to let that go or here's the thing if we don't let it go that's fine but we can't publicize it before every drive of every quarter of every game yeah um you know one of the other big things that's really irking me is um nebraska fans on social media <laughs> okay guys it's you know it's 
it's like, unfortunately, it's like how the country is right now. It's either one extreme or the other. It's either fucking frost is a, you know, fire frost and everybody sucks and this and that. Or it's like, oh, these guys are going to turn it around. And, you know, I believe in him, this, that, and third. And then everybody wants to argue, oh, you're not a true fan if you criticize this team. It's like, there's got to be some middle ground here. It's like, listen. The middle class is shrinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's either one. They're so extreme on one side or the other. It's like, listen, guys, these two seasons have been an, Failure, okay? If yeah. you cannot admit that, fucking, there's your first problem, all right? What did we predict before the season started? What did you say? I said 7-5. Seven seven five. Five. What did you say? I said 9-3. and three. I said 10-2. and two. I wanted 9-3, and three, but I just for, you know, for <laughs> yeah. show purposes, I went 10-2. and two. production. And guess what? She we got 8-4. and four. So we won five <laughs> games. And, you know, last... Right, so what you're saying is I was the closest. So one. no, what I'm saying is so two <laughs> weeks ago, I, you know, we I asked you guys, what grade would you guys give me? You guys said C's. I said C minus. Guys... It's, there's only one letter. All right. Okay. You've already done it. Okay. All right. There's and only he, one letter. It comes after the letter E. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's been a failure. That doesn't mean if I'm saying frost play calling have, isn't great. That doesn't great. mean we haven't made progress. Yeah. We have. It doesn't mean right, fire him. It doesn't mean I no. hate Nebraska. But, you know, it's people say, oh, you're not a true fan if you, you know, criticize, you know, criticize the team, the coaches. It's like, I'm a fan, but guess what else I am? A realist? I'm a fucking customer. <laughs> That's true. They take a large portion of my goddamn money each and every fucking year, all right? I right? mean, we pay our tax, we pay a salary, but Touché. I pay a lot of money to go to games. I pay a lot of right. money to travel to games. I pay a lot of money for I the gear the, they sell I me. buy the gear, Exactly. Right? So I put a lot of time and effort in here. It's like Especially it, on this, too. Time yeah, and effort. Time and effort on, into the on podcast. What you're hearing right now, like, this consumes a large portion of my life for three months a year, and... Like I said, I need... And it if, should be four months. Exactly. Here. If I go out and criticize him a little bit, don't mean I hate him. Don't mean this, this that, and the third. It doesn't third. mean you're not a fan of Nebraska exactly. football. Exactly. It means, that, it means you have higher expectations than what we're producing. Exactly. And that's it. So I just want a fair All shape. the fans on Twitter need to chill out. It's like, it, you, if someone criticizes Nebraska, it's, you know... And Maybe it's fan, rightfully so. It's like, listen, if you're paying your money, you, you have a right to do it, you know? Fucking, you're paying money, and you're not getting a good product. Yeah. Okay? So, right. Uh, any Sales, other, right? Any other aspect of life, if right. you're paying money, yeah. and you don't get a good product back, you're naturally going to complain. Well, 100%. Plain, if, you add, if, if a company advertises a product, yep. and you buy that product, and it's less than what was advertised, you're naturally going to feel shorted. Exactly. That's the Plain way of the simple. world. Sorry. and simple. I need a little more... Uh, ROI on my exactly. uh, I need a little bit of return on my investment you know it's exactly um, so and my biggest thing with the social media and I, t- I talked about it just a little bit ago is is the recruiting thing yeah like, people are so sensitive about the fact that I ridicule some of our recruiting strategies yeah. and it's put yourself in like a hiring manager's position and you get 10 candidates you offer your top candidate and they have no interest in your company. Are you gonna Are you gonna be a little bit butthurt about that? Right. I'm going to be because yeah, I've been in that position. So. But if you have to go back to your third and fourth and fifth option on that job position, and you have to hire ten, or yeah. if you have to go with the who the HR manager passes on to you because no one else wants it, yep. you're going to be a little bit frustrated as the manager because yeah. you're not getting your top your top if choice. You're, if you're a top <laughs> and, company, and if you look at it that way, that's where I get frustrated yes. because. We're celebrating mediocrity or less than that because we aren't producing on the field. We aren't no. producing. And not only production, the thing that irks me the most is the effort. Like, I want to see guys flying around with their hair on fire. I want to see guys blocking into the whistle where they almost get a penalty because they block the guy into the ground. Yeah. And they might give a, get an unnecessary roughness penalty because you blocked him so hard for so but long. But you're the baddest dude on the field at that time. 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm not seeing that. Yeah, we don't have a uh, alpha male on no. our. Uh, 
on Darian our team. Darian Daniels came in and was like our our substitute alpha male, like our temp. Our Sometimes, temp, yeah. Our temp you know alpha what male. you need is you know you need somebody that's borderline. Richie Gunito, gonna, Gunito, gonna Dominic be getting Gunito, a fist fight on yeah. every single play. Where well, you go out there and you go, if shit pops off, Sue? I know this guy. Yeah. This is the guy, yeah. the baddest guy on the field, and I. He's I'll got my back. We'll fight this dude. Exactly. We'll fight it's just like when you go out with you know, I go out with my old brother, and it's like, well, something happens tonight. You know, for fact, something's popping off. Exactly. You know, Chase is laying the wood. Exactly. We're looking good, and that's what Nebraska's missing. That guy that. You know, sets the tempo. Is just usually you know, a linebacker, a D lineman, a safety, yeah. an O lineman, a tight end, a fullback. Somebody that's yeah. going to be willing to Bernard go, Thomas. Yes, where's Bernard Thomas at? Right? Like, Put twenty five pounds right? on Garrett Nelson. Where's Carl, that's Carlos? That's you're going to see next yeah. year. Garrett Nelson's the closest thing we got yeah. to that. Yeah. In the and that wings. dude, that dude wants it. He cried when he got his black shirt. Yeah, I, I love couldn't appreciate it anymore. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And the same ilk though is like a Garrett Nelson. That's why I like McCaffrey because whether he's big or small it doesn't matter. He's going to do everything he can within his power. To get it done. Yep. So it's um the I guess you know we've uh, done a lot of harping on the quarterback situation, but the one thing that I'm kind of worried about is are we in for another four year starting quarterback oh, who never progresses? We've seen this. I hope not. We, uh, the last ten years, this has happened twice now. It, or Taylor Martinez, Martinez, his best year was his freshman year. His junior, his actually statistically his junior year though. He but was he a never dual So he guy. started as a freshman and just really never progressed the way you think a freshman who started yeah. would be progressed by his senior year. Same thing with Tommy Basically Armstrong. Another four year yeah. starter where it just never progressed the way you'd he like never, it. He never, it, he exactly. never it's like when you have a four year starter, you're like, you should get better like every year. When you play football, you should get better every year. We've had, and it's not just quarterback, we've had a string of four year starters that are just like, how did this fucking guy start for four years? Like, well, I what mean, about Freedom the linebacker? Akamol do. How yeah. did that guy Freedom? start what about for the four years? Number five? Diedrich, Diedrich, uh, that guy. Um, yes. Number five, the middle number linebacker. Number five, middle linebacker. How did the guy that start for four, four years? Right? It's guys like that. It's like, how did this guy start for four years and he's fucking terrible? He's never made a play. There's nobody better than him? <laughs> nobody? Like, this guy hasn't made a play ever. So it's, I know. I don't know. I it's just, puzzling. I, like, I don't remember in our better teams, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever it is. I don't really remember having that many dudes on the team that didn't really earn it and prove themselves. Long green, four years, right? Like three years. He was so oh, good. Yeah, he only played three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like we don't. We need to have. We're not these seeing dudes. the progression we yeah. should be seeing for guys like, that have like, played the, this much football. Like a guy on this team that was like a great player, but wasn't our top three player. He would kick everyone's ass this year. Eric Hag, great right. player in college, right? Yep. He would dominate. He was surrounded he would, by so much talent. He on was, defense, but I'm though. just saying, like, like he would be our best player. Hands oh, yeah. down, on our team day, he was like our best fifth best player, player yeah. that year, yeah. right? Like, he was a good player, Absolutely. got drafted by the Browns, good player. But like, if he was a fifth best player on a team, barely gets drafted, and, and today you implant him here and he's our best player, we've got a problem. Yeah. Um, so just uh, going back to, you know, kind of general overview of the season, is there, who do you guys, what kind of player sticks out to you guys, positive and on the negative side, you know, one positive, one negative, of players that maybe surprised you this year or a player that kind of uh, let you down outside of Adrian Martinez. Obviously, that's a guy that uh, very under uh, very underwell performed. So uh, what other guys you guys seen out there that one surprised you, one that, uh, you know, didn't perform as much as you thought? Well, for me, and I unfortunately my list is kind of long for surprise players by bad performance. Just one of them. Pick one Just of them. one. Okay, yep. okay. Yep. Just one of them. 
Ah, well, okay. So for a guy that played all year and surprised me as bad would be Bo Wilson because he played all year. Yep. I kind of like a short, you know, I, I'm a short guy myself. I was fired when I played. You know, I was proud of myself and getting the job done no matter if I was bigger or smaller than the guy ahead of me. I kind of looked at him as a guy that would be the same way. Damn, that guy got his ass kicked a lot. Yeah. You know, and he was like a fiery dude. He's got tattoos. He he's looks got the mean. Look. <laughs> he's, got, <laughs> he's got a neck roll, yeah. but he never kicked anyone's ass. Yep. So for me, for a guy that played all the time, I would say he let me down a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. The other guys I would say let me down for other reasons. You know, Mo Wash got in trouble. Andre Hunt was practicing with the number one offense yeah. up until he got in trouble. So, like, he could have been our outside guy. And there are other receivers. Mike Williams, Jaron Woodward, Javon McQuitty, MIA on the milk carton. Don't know who so those guys are. So, the uh, wide receiver room. <laughs> the wide receiver room. But, yeah. So, yes. The wide receiver room and Bo Wilson. And then, surprised in a good way, I would say McCaffrey, you yep, know? Absolutely. And what I read about him in recruiting was, like, you know, before his senior year, he played running back, receiver, and quarterback, which we see now in a good light as a Taysom Hill. Yeah. But, you know, I wasn't sure. Like, is he just getting recruited because of his name? Right. Is it because he runs a 4-4? But yeah. he actually surprised me in a good way. He was fucking clutch, man. He came in. He made plays when if he wouldn't have made the play, no one would look down on him. But he made he, – he rose the occasion every time. That's what I look for. Yeah. Zach, what you um, got? Yeah. I mean, surprised me in a good way. Definitely Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, he was kind of coming in as like a – Almost like a prospect of a good player on the defense. Right. Ended up being a leader of the defense. Yeah, and you didn't know what you were going to get out of him. And, you know, aside from some bad situations, he got put in on, like, kickoff return. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe uh, he shouldn't be on kickoff coverage. <laughs> maybe he should not be on kickoff coverage. Um, but on the defensive side, I think he it was a, definitely a bright spot. And I agree. And a lot to look forward to with him in the future. Um, surprised me in a bad way. I hate to say it because he's my boy, but Jack Stoll. I said, uh, I, would, uh, <laughs> I said I would talk about it earlier. Yep. I don't think it's all on him necessarily. I think that he doesn't get utilized in the offense as much as he should. Yeah, one of the tight ends, him and uh, but Austin Allen. But also Katerian Legrone, you know, he got kicked over the team too. He might have done some he, stuff. I think, I think Jack <laughs> Stoll um, is a little bit slower than what I had thought. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's not going to, you know... He doesn't look like a scene. fluid athlete out there. He, he looks a little stiff. But and, he really looks and like a his, his blocking on the edge is uh, has a lot to be desired. But I think the heart's there, and if he can he can tweak some things going into a senior season, I think he might be a force for us again. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a lot of stock in him going into next year. But he was one guy I called out early in the season who didn't really produce the way I thought he would. Yeah, uh, for myself for. Uh, player that impressed me this season i guess lamar jackson yeah um just a guy that you know came in was the I, he's probably our highest recruit on the team him or wandell yeah uh and you know high expectations he had a decent freshman year sophomore year not so much junior, junior year st- he got stupid he, and got benched back. you know got benched halfway through his junior year uh there was some rumors of him uh trying to leave the team uh, 